On this week's edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. Holding on for one more day. This way inside. Welcome to the week, what, what week are we in here, Matt? 16, 13 edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. Yay, we did it. <laughs> We're back to 500. The Eagles successfully field goal to death. A wretched Redskins team steered together by Mark Sanchez, the ghost of Eagles past. And uh, I guess I guess we're still in the hunt, right? So we should take it and move on. Well, we have to win next week. It all comes down to next week for us to have any shot, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I know we still have a chance for the wild card, but we've lost so many head-to-head. Like, we lost to Minnesota head-to-head, so we'd have to finish at least a half a game above them because they have a stupid tie. So, yeah, it's pretty much NFC East or bust. But to a well, man's point from last week, do – we really want them to make a playoff run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do think making the playoffs would be a Pyrrhic victory. Consolation prize. This is the downtown spirit annual soccer tournament. We're playing for third place. <laughs> Out of four teams. <laughs> Out of four teams. <laughs> it's the downtown spirit, the Lionville Express, <laughs> the Hershey Bears. No, that's not a soccer team. <laughs> And the Allentown Allens. Yeah, you're just you're you're grasping straws just like the Eagles are right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a it was a thoroughly unimpressive victory. So so let's let's get our favorite segment out of the way. Matt, what what do you grade Carson for tonight? So when I was getting mad at you guys listening to the podcast of you guys making fun of me last week when I wasn't on. When you couldn't defend yourself? When I couldn't defend myself, when there's so many things that you're just egregiously wrong about. Uh, But I was thinking, you know, I think I've been a little too hard on our boy Wentz because it was a devastating knee injury. And I think I had a little false hope after the Jacksonville game because it looked like he was running a little better and moving a little better. But then he's still a year removed from a devastating knee injury. And from everything you hear is that it takes at least a good year to even just come back. So we're pretty much starting at week one of recovery right now. So in my now... You're saying it's, it's a one-year anniversary from the... Yeah, so I'm saying one. like now it's like now he has to progress to what he was last year, which is going to take two years. So he made some egregious plays, but he made some old Wentz plays, like the two throws to Tate, um, that one where he like made him go down the line and had about a 30 yard completion. And then, um, there was that other play on the same drive. I think it was to Tate as well, where, yeah, on the touchdown for the, yeah. Yeah. So it's plays like that, that are old school wins, but then he's making some McNabb throws where he's like throwing it at people's feet. He's just doing a bunch of stupid things. So 
I would say mixed bag, but I'm, I'm trying to reset my expectations. Can we just take a step back and just bask in the Matt saying he's been too hard on Wentz comments? <laughs> oh, Whoa. man. I'm so relieved. Whoa. I was, I, was ready, I was ready to just sweat through another diatribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Great. I, I feel like you're like my abused children. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know when daddy's going to go off. I, well, I think it was a little bit of a role reversal because I was getting frustrated with Carson. I actually thought that Doug did a much better job tonight. We actually – I felt like Doug stuck to the, the balance of the run and pass, which we love so much. Um. And there was actually a decent script on the first drive. We finally scored on an opening drive. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this win solely to Doug because I thought Carson was average to above average tonight, for the reasons you said, Matt. Yeah, but let's not forget Dougie P had an awful fourth down call. That was the most pathetic fourth down call we've had in quite a long time. That was that was, that was a tough series. That was an homage to Andy Reid, old school Andy Reid. That fourth and <laughs> one call coming out of a timeout. That was just it, the the two worst, the three worst plays of tonight are like a microcosm of the Eagles' season. And why we have no faith in this team? That Dougie P call on fourth and goal that was just pathetic. The that Wentz even, goal line interception that even even Witten. You know, with with his terrible commentary, I actually agreed with. And even if even if um, he gets through that uh, block, they they had that stuff every which way. <laughs> there was no way Adams was ever going to score on that play. No, he, he didn't. The Wentz, the Wentz <laughs> interception on first and goal from the five, and then, and then the ninety yard Peterson ninety yard run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, they're alive somehow. Like, Somehow, some way. They're like a horror movie. Like, you got to cut the head off. <laughs> well, Amanda, I feel like it. a Cassandra here because last week we were sitting here saying that the Eagles would do just enough to keep us interested this year and then let us down at the last. So I'm still sticking to that prediction. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. No, but they'll have a chance on the last game of the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll, mo- we'll lose to Mark Sanchez and the Redskins. As I said, I'm predicting that it'll come down to a final play, less than two minutes left, and then Carson will pull exactly what he pulled tonight. They'll have some like beautiful drive, and he'll throw a pick on like the one yard line. <laughs> it felt that I'm predicting. McNabbian, didn't it? it yeah, real McNabb moment. That absolutely. Minute. It was like the Tampa, Tampa 2001 playoff game when Donovan threw the interception to Rondé Barber. Oh God. How can we forget? Mm-hmm. But I, as I said before we started, I literally started laughing when Carson threw that pick because it was just such a beautiful drive. And then we're so close to the pick. I just hysterically started laughing because like, there was just nothing else to feel at that moment because I'm so sick of being disappointed. So all I could do was laugh. So we have Dallas next week. Before tonight, the line was Dallas by four because it's in Dallas. Feels feels like probably the right line. Maybe, maybe not. Um, the Dallas defense has proven it's pretty stout. So I feel like this will be the real test for Dougie P. Can he game plan his way into another 28-point performance against an actually good defense? 
But I'm I'm not confident. I'm not confident. If the cowboy if the Cowboys win next week, it's over, right? Yes. Yeah. Because you figure that they're going to lose to the Rams, and then if they lose to Dallas next week, the only way they get in is as a six seed, and so many things would have to happen, even if they somehow miraculously won the last three. They have to win next week. Next week is to have any shot at the playoffs. They have to win next week. So because if we do the GT, the final four games, most likely they have to win next week. Most likely going to lose to the Rams on the road, then Houston at home, and then the Redskins on the road. So Houston is nine and three, but it's at Philly. You figure they have to win that game, and then it would come down to the Redskins game if they won that. But if they don't win next week, the season's pretty much done. So let's move on to bold, bold prediction corner. Amanda, what do you predict the outcome for the Dallas game to be? Um, I think it's going to be, I hope it's going to be a slug fest where it's going to be a close game. Um, maybe the Eagles are finally getting some momentum. I felt like tonight they seemed like they were finally starting to use some of their offensive weapons a little bit more. You know, you had Sproles back, so that's encouraging. Just felt like they were doing a better job of kind of spreading the wealth a little bit. So Munchkin scored a touchdown and Tate had 90 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. It felt like it was 2008 with Sproles and Peterson. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I felt like there were – some positives to glean from this game, even though it was ugly and give me some hope that maybe they're finally starting to find some of their momentum. So, and they give away 10 points. Right. Exactly. So, and I still don't think Dallas is that good. I mean, yeah, they beat the saints, but um, you know, Drew Brees had a horrible game that day. So I can see them eking out a win. I would think it's (laughs) going to be from no confidence. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I think they're going to win next week. No, because... This prediction's like, really going guardrail to guardrail. <laughs> because... You're I'm all leaving. over the place. <laughs> your, your hormones are all over the place. I think they'll win closely. I think they'll... Exactly. I think they'll win closely because I'm, I'm falling back on ultimately, as you said, they have to win and they also have to fuck with our emotions. So in order to fuck with our emotions, they need to win. Mm. So... That's true. Well, it would be it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We lost. Um, we thought a must-win game at home. Coming off a Thursday night game, they were coming off a Monday night game. We thought the extra rest would help us, and we looked rusty and out of sync. So maybe uh, we do a reverse in Dallas, where we're coming off the short week and we don't look as rusty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Plus, p- potential a potential. Uh, emotional letdown for the Dallas Cowboys after from everything win. you re- read though is that they gave they gave the defensive play column to this young buck that's from the Pete Carroll uh, school and that's where the defense really turned around so the defense is playing well it's not like Dak Prescott's playing that well I mean they only scored 13 points and he he missed a lot of easy throws no although, they're going to like the Baltimore Ravens 2005 model yeah although when you said McNabb uh, Wentz had some throws that were like there was one throw to Ertz where he's wide open that would have been a big play that he missed him. There's one down the sideline. Oh, the one where Kerrigan was covering him. Yeah, there was yeah. one to I think Aguilar where he 
half and he overthrew him by a yard and a half. And then the worst one was, I think Aguilar in third down, he threw it at his feet. I'm like, now that's like McNabb. Oh, that was vintage McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> but then he did make some great throws. Like I said, those ones to Tate. And then he made that one to Aguilar on the, on, on the run, like 40 yards on a rope. And you're like, wow, that looks like, that looks like Wentz from last year. Yeah, I was thinking about last year's Monday night game against the Redskins. It was also at home. And it it was a it was an illustration of the divide this year to last year. Cuz last year was the the game where they couldn't stop saying Houdini. Gah. Kept calling him Houdini, but he had four touchdowns and he seemed to put it all together. Yeah. And and this this game kind of illustrated that there's just like that missing element this year. But you know what is the encouraging sign of the last 2 weeks? The run game, the, the sixty-five-year-old man offense. The offense, no, the offensive line. Yeah, but I think that's like predicated. I think that's predicated on the run because this. You think they stop drinking? No, the offensive line, especially they like they like that's they always say an offensive lineman they like to block run block way more than pass block, and with this line especially, I think they feed off of that. So not only do I like the balance because I'm over the age of forty now. It's also because you've graduated. Into yeah. It's also because I think it gets the offensive line more engaged. Yeah. And employee engagement is most important. What's that? Employee engagement. It's very important to any successful enterprise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you want your people to be happy. Speaking of which hot take on the offensive line, is it just time? Is it time for uh, Jason Peters to just hang it up? Do you, th- do you feel like we're better with Big V if we make Big V the starter? No, no. <laughs> Big V meaning Vitae? Well, it just seems, yeah. It just seems like Jason Peters needs to shake off a torn Achilles after every five plays. Well, I, I mean, th- he is an old man playing offensive line and he weighs, right. what, like 320 pounds. So, but no, he actually feel like he had a good game tonight. Like, we'll, we'll say what they say on the tape, but seemed like he, he was engaged with a lot of, with a lot of plays down the field, especially in the screen game, both him and Kelsey seem their their old athletic selves. Yeah, I think we can all agree that Vitae is never the answer. Yeah. Hey, he was the answer last year. He was adequate enough for them to yeah. win the Super Bowl. He's yeah, the I Eli Manning the answer. of offensive linemen. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> he didn't. Oh, because he's too good. Got it. <laughs> he was adequate. I'll give him that. He he met expectations if I was reviewing him as an employer. So I think I think this week Matt was a bit a bit of a dent in the in the in the Reich hypothesis. Indianapolis gets shut out and the Eagles score 28. So maybe there's a crack in the the thinking here. Yeah, I I I, I it's funny. You give Wentz mediocre saying I need to be more realistic coming off a devastating knee injury. I was I I wasn't that impressed with Dougie. I mean we got we finally marched down the field on opening drive. We hadn't done that since the Giants game, which the first Giants game which we won handily. So that was nice to see. But then there was a lot of sputtering there to keep to keep the Redskins around and if we're doing that next week in Dallas, that's gonna come back to bite us in the ass. Fair enough. I do feel like we were a bad Wentz interception away from like another 35 point game though. No. Yeah. True. Against a really bad team. Yeah. 
they really are quite terrible. So th- it's hard to take anything actually positive away from this game. Well, especially once Sanchez went in. That's what I was saying. Like, I, I usually am a huge fan of Big Balls Doug, but I, in this case, I was like, Sanchez is playing. Just kick field goals. They're not going to score seven more points. No. He was, he was uh, I don't even know if he was trying. How many balls did he just throw into the dirt? Well, I mean, he, in Sanchez's defense, he, he hasn't, what has he played a meaningful stat? In his defense, he's, he's Mark Sanchez. Yeah, he's been, on, <laughs> he's been on the roster less than two weeks. Like they said, like he, they went from like, they went from like an entire playbook to like a, a piece of paper. Like, this is what we got. All right, we got two plays, Mark. <laughs> Run and pass. Which one do you want to go with? So. The one we, thing I, uh, speaking of Matt, your uh, praise for the offensive line, the other thing that I was surprised to see is, don't you feel like every time we play the Redskins, Ryan Kerrigan has 12 sacks? And yeah. They didn't really, they got home to Wentz a couple of times. Like they got in his face. And then right. one sack was memorable in the first half. But other than that, I thought pass protection held up. Our boy Clement did a good job picking up blitzes. So that was good to see. It feels like they've worked out some kinks in pass protection, too. I don't feel like Wentz had as much trouble there. And Josh Adams had some nice runs, especially when he cut it to the outside. And he, he had some nice cutback runs. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it, this is not the team of last year. We know that. But. Three weeks ago, we say we saw the chance of the playoffs. We say no <laughs> way. So <laughs> we're still alive. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. But I feel like we're like most Eagles fans. It's like we're so lethargic. But then, you know, maybe they put it all together next week. And all of a sudden, at the end of the season, the defensive line is playing well again. The offensive line is playing well again. And Wentz is making plays with the, with, with weapons like Tate and Sproles back and Adams and all these guys that are, that weren't big parts of the offense last year. And, you know, maybe there's a miracle run in us. I do feel like we're poised just by, by being on the right chance of luck. We're poised to have a game where we score like 35 points. Like all all of the mishaps that seem to happen in the red zone, like with Wentz's interception, or like this year there have been untimely fumbles. I feel like that game is coming, and I just hope it's next week. Well, and it's all coming together for us because because you know why? Everybody's picking Dows. Everybody's saying every it's our time. Yeah, every like I love it when everybody's, especially when it's the Clapper and Dak Prescott, and they're getting all the hype, and we're getting none of the hype. I'll take my chance with that anytime. Oh, I'm short in chlamydia. <laughs> Amanda thought that we were talking I said, about Yeah, when you said you were call- when you started calling the clapper, I was like, Are you talking about an FTD? I'm really <laughs> right. confused. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, ah Sorry, that went over my head. My bad. <laughs> I got you, GT. Yeah. We're gonna zap we're gonna zap the clap with penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and you know, Dallas fans are starting to feel cocky again. I have a friend here who is a Dallas fan. He was talking smack, and I'm like, all right, all right. You keep talking smack. That's cool. That makes me feel better. He just sounds like like a really ignorant Dallas Cowboys fan. Like a real Dallas Cowboys fan would not be cocky. They'd be like, this won't last. Yeah, any real Cowboys fan does not like the clapper. Yeah, and and knows this is a pipe dream. 
I didn't say he liked the clapper, but he's feeling cocky compared to the Eagles. And he's from Dallas, so he's like a nice guy as opposed to all the Cowboys fans who aren't from Dallas. In the end, it's it would be a silver lining if for some reason this is not our year and the, and the Cowboys beat us next week because that means they give an extension to the clapper. Oh, my they, God. Guaranteed success. And they sign Prescott to some stupid deal and he's <laughs> mediocre at best. Like, between Jay Gruden in Washington and the clapper in Dallas, like, no better <laughs> rival coaches in all all the NFL. Like, just mediocre enough to get extended and do no better than 9-7 and seven in any given year. Yeah, you Pat Shermer for the Giants. I'm not worried about him at this point. No. So, I uh, I have a feeling that the Eagles win next week because this is the perfect. This is this is we know this. This is uh, this is our wheelhouse. Everybody picks everybody picks the Cowboys, and it's not like this is the Cowboys of Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, uh, Michael Irvin days when they would just we used to think we'd have a chance and we just get boat race every time. This, this is, is like shades of Minnesota last year. Yeah, but not nearly as good. Nearly <laughs> <Yeah>. as good. <laughs> Far worse. On a much lower level. But let's put it this way. The Saints look like crap last week, but the Saints are unbeatable at home. So you don't want to play the Saints at home. I would take my chances with the Rams on the road, but any of the other teams that will make the playoffs, the Bears, you know, they're formidable defensively for sure, but their offense isn't anything that you're scared of. Um and the NFC North didn't look very good last week. Yeah, it's with a backup QB, but they lo- they still lost to the Giants and had a miracle comeback to even get in that game in overtime. So it's not like the NFC North is anything scary. And then it's, you know, probably Seattle is the third scariest team right now. You know what I'm hoping for is that the Giants fire Shermer this season and hire Mike McCarthy. That would, that would just be the perfect constellation of mediocre coaches in the NFC East. Yeah, no, Pat Shermer's not going anywhere. Oh, you think they're going to stick it out? It's only his first year. They'll give him more than one year. That's fair. Yeah, and they and they beat a playoff team this past week and should have beat the Eagles. And we're and clearly the, a playoff team. And at least Shermer learned learn from his mistakes because the big mistake they made in the Eagles game, they stopped going to Barkley in the second half. He didn't do that in the Chicago game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. As Keep them around, coach, Giants. As far as coaching talent goes, yes, the NFC East might have the worst in the league mm-hmm. outside of our boy Dougie P. Yeah, the next Vince Lombardi, I think, is, is what you mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's, uh, that's all I got. I feel this win doesn't make me feel good at all, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like- I feel like you feel it from this podcast. We have every right to be lethargic. I think every Eagles fan is lethargic. We won two in a row, but they're the most unconvincing two wins of a Super Bowl defending champion team, you know, that we think that we love like the Eagles. Like it just, it's it's something to get excited about. If they kill the Cowboys next week, okay, then going into the Rams at seven to six, then we'll have a little more excitement, but let's let, or we get we lose the Cowboys and our season's over. So I think we have every right to be lethargic. This team has has made us lethargic. Yeah. Plus Amanda's so she's not bringing the heat. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm exhausted. I've had caffeine in years. <laughs> the Eagles are exhausting me. The pregnancy's exhausting me. 
I'm exhausted. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Can't wait until I can drink again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't even tolerate terrible Eagles losses with, with some wine. Yeah, you have a nice, a nice bottle of red. <laughs> <sighs> well, maybe I'll be saving it for victories next season because clearly I'm already convinced the season's a wash. But we'll you're just watch. you're just setting your expectations low, Amanda. That is true. I'm going to stand by this team. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited though that it's Eagles Cowboys. The late afternoon game, not a stupid night game, not a stupid Monday night game. I'm, I'm very excited for that. You mean where we can be embarrassed in front of all America? No, I'm saying like it's I, I like one of the day games. I don't like the Sunday night game. I definitely don't like the Monday night game anymore. Yeah, it's uh, awful waiting around all day. Yeah, I like a good days. Sunday America's game of the week on Fox, an old NFC East rivalry. This is this is how it should be. Yeah, listen to Troy Aikman critique the accuracy of bo- both quarterbacks. As he likes to do, <laughs> looking weather beaten like an old catcher's mitt. Yeah, he has not aged well. No, he's he spends too much time in the sun. I think maybe and he does what, too much fishing. And by the way, Carson Wentz must not be listening to our podcast because did you see the opening clip of like when he does his like quote from the quarterbacks, which is a stupid new Monday Night Football thing that I hadn't noticed before tonight. And they show like the pictures of Wentz, and he has acne everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want, Carson? Max acne, that one. Go. <laughs> I mean, if his wife is doing his new wardrobe and he's doing all these cute outfits for London, how is she not like, hey, honey, we need to get you some acne free? It's you can get it at any drugstore, it works. Don't they put makeup on them in these uh, photo shoots? I don't. Yeah, maybe a little, but not not too much for like athletes. And it's like a quick in and you're done. But they can, yeah, they can also like touch it up. But I guess that's how bad those zits were. They touched it up. Like <laughs> this, is, this is the best we can do. <laughs> it's like, did you guys touch this up at all? Yeah, we spent hours on it. <laughs> maybe he's sensitive about it. Maybe it's like telling a dude that like he's starting to bald. Oh, well, yeah. well, he is too, I think. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's getting it from both directions. There was another quarterback. We, he had the Tom Brady. I can't remember who it was. Oh, oh well. Anyway, Carson, if you're listening, it's, it's easy. It's over the counter now. Just get it. You can get it at Target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can afford it. It's just rubbing alcohol. Just rub it all over your face. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> it might bleach some of your towels, but you can afford new towels, yeah. and then you're good. <laughs> Oh, step three is a disaster. I don't even bother with step three. <laughs> step three is cancer gel. <laughs> Whatever they make Green Mountain out of, that's what they make step three. Of. Uh, all right. Well, that's a good one to edit on. Right. Hopefully right. you excel in the quarterback game and your... And your dermatology. Maybe that's yeah. the secret, Matt. If he can get his acne under control, maybe he'll reach elite status. <laughs> that's true. That's, maybe his acne is where he gets his power. <laughs> oh, like Sam. Or maybe that's why that's he's been lacking self-confidence because he's been breaking out yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and if you're more stressed out, you break out more. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> stressed out at it. work, so he has more pimples. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then he looks in the mirror, he's like, 
Yep. I think we nailed it. All right. Great analogy. Secret Secret solved. Consult <laughs> the proactive section uh, of Target. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> All right. Well, let's beat them boys. Let's do it. Bye. Bye. Bye.